0: It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa.
1: Hi, welcome to Misdeeds and Intrigue. I'm your host, Larissa. And I'm your host, Carrie. We have so much to get to today.
2: Well, let's get right into it.
1: So, Carrie, it is June 3rd, 2022. It's my son's birthday, for one, but... The most important thing besides my son's birthday is the Queen's Jubilee, and guess what we have today? We have Marlise Boland, who is boots on the ground in London at the Jubilee, live with us right now.
3: Hello, I'm actually at the at the I'm actually at the uh, Theater Royal, Drury Lane, having a Regency afternoon tea.
1: That is I, you know, I haven't stopped watching the coverage, but yesterday looked incredible. She looked so happy. The balcony was sparse, but it it had who it needed to have up there. What was the mood like?
0: Three generations of royals on display on this historic day of pomp and parades and and cheering crowds. But, you know, it is three young royals who have stolen the show. Kate and William's children riding by here on a carriage. Charlotte waving and smiling. They looked excited, looked as if they were on their best behavior. You know, guys, it is a day of, of pageantry and a little poignancy. The Queen is back there at Buckingham Palace. Crowds celebrating the Queen while yet to see her so far this morning. Prince Charles taking the lead, a new royal era. The Prince of Wales, accompanied by Prince William and Princess Anne, all on horseback. In 70 years, the Queen has rarely missed this ceremony, riding herself until the 1980s, then in a carriage. But now, because of mobility issues, at age 96, she's taking a step back. Today, the parade will come to her, on the Buckingham Palace balcony. We'll see her in just a few minutes. Overnight, a new portrait released and a special jubilee message from Her Majesty. I continue to be inspired by the goodwill shown to me and I hope that the coming days will provide an opportunity to reflect on all that has been achieved during the last 70 years as we look to the future with confidence and enthusiasm. The royals out in full force today, including Duchess Kate and her three children, prince george princess charlotte and prince louis they will join the queen for another iconic balcony moment harry and megan watching the parade from the major general's office here with son archie and their daughter lilibet expected to meet her great grandmother for the very first time a chance to take in the best of british pomp and ceremony 1500 soldiers 400 musicians 350 horses some not so well behaved. Every shoe shined, every belt buckle burnished, the horses groomed till they gleam, and the crowds lining them out today, hoping for just a glimpse of the Queen, as ever determined to do her duty, to be seen by her public, as she has been for seven decades. And this morning, she can surely hear the cheers of a nation from inside her palace. Yes, it
3: was festive. It was patriotic and uniting. I, I just never experienced anything like this, to see a whole nation come together in support of this amazing woman who has given her life to community service, to public service for 70 years. It really was an outpouring of love for the queen, and it really was moving. It was moving to be uh, amongst all the people there cheering her on.
1: How was it different than the royal wedding between Meghan and Harry, or was it a similar feeling because I remember that was very warm and fuzzy as well
3: it was it was it's different in that that was a Cinderella love story. It was held in a much smaller environment you' being in windsor uh this is all of the u k is celebrating this I mean from the north all the way down to the south everyone you know every window across the UK has celebrations and congratulations to the queen the they had a beacon lighting last night uh, in honor of the of the jubilee and they lit them all across the country so this was more of a nationwide celebration whereas Harry and Meghan it felt like a love story, a Cinderella story, very romantic and sweet and, and the coming of two nations, you know, that, that feeling, I, Larissa was there, you know, when we experienced that. So, uh, this is very much a different feeling. It's, it's honoring a woman that has, you know, has dedicated herself to her country for 70 years. It's just remarkable.
1: We have a burning question about our friends, Megan yes. and Harry, What is the mood over there about them? Because they kind of got booed yesterday. Were you there for that? It's
3: interesting. I was just there just a few hours ago. It's really interesting. I feel like the queen was supposed to attend the um, Thanksgiving service at St. Paul's today. And then last night it was announced from the palace that she's been having mobility issues. And so they she thought it was better not to try it because, you know, the steps at St. Paul's, you know, you have to go up yeah. flights of steps to get in. Um, so I think everybody was there to see Harry and Meghan. Um, and so there was a lot of anticipation. What I did not anticipate was the booze that they got. Wow. And it's, I think it's because, and it's, you know, again, Larissa and I would, was there for the royal wedding, and it was a mood of, two countries uniting of getting around this couple and their love story. It was very beautiful, but because of the way things unfolded where suddenly it was an abdication, suddenly they didn't, you know, she didn't want to fulfill the duties of the family that she knew she was marrying into. You know, I think there are people in the country that may have felt slighted uh, by that, you know, and thought, well, you know, who do you think you are? You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So there, it was sort of a negative feeling there today. I heard people going, well, nobody wants to see her. Also, you know, she doesn't, I don't know the, the weird thing about Harry and Megan, you know, so concerned about their privacy, concerned about the media, concerned about being in the spotlight or controlling that yesterday, she was being driven somewhere. And as soon as she got around cameras, she rolled the windows down of her car so that she could smile out there. The cameras and everybody's comment to that was, Well, if you want your privacy so much, or if you don't like the press in the UK, why did you do that? So it was, it's you know, so maybe I think that's just rubbing people the wrong way, but
1: Very it was still exciting to see
3: them. You know, it's still exciting to see them. This is the first time since they've quote unquote abdicated their duties that they've been back in the UK, you know, in this capacity and attending official, of course, unofficially, they're non working royals now, but.
1: Oh my God. In that capacity. Carrie, I know you have burning questions about Andrew. Yes, yes, I do.
2: Uh, Do you think that the COVID thing is really a hoax or is it his pride about standing on the balcony? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I thought the timing of it was interesting. I thought it was a little suspicious. I thought it might have been a convenient way to explain away why he's not there. I don't think it's a good idea given what he's going through, what he's being accused of. It's not a good idea for the Royal family to have him around. It's bad press, you know? Um, And, you know, this is, this should be a, an occasion where we're celebrating the queen and this uh, milestone accomplishment. It shouldn't be about shining the light that Harry and Meghan are there. And gosh, I wonder what it's like behind, behind closed doors. Are they speaking to the Cambridges? It shouldn't be about Andrew and what, naughty things he did it really should you know the spotlight should be solely on the queen and so i think having him or any of them there uh would probably pull focus so i think if it was a manufactured excuse i think it was the right thing to do because how else would they have gotten him off you know uh, attending these events if if harry and megan were booed uh I, he certainly would have been
1: yeah exactly i can't even imagine what the reception would be like yeah
2: I'm surprised his, his ego even let him bow out gracefully. Cause I feel like he always wants to be all up in it and be back. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
3: um, I, he might have lived up to this point in a rarefied bubble where he felt he was untouchable by, you know, the law or protected by his royal title. But, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's the things that he's been accused of is not good. And it's not family. And if he, if he had any, you know, reasonable sense about him, he would step aside and know that this is the right thing to do to separate himself from the family. I mean, I think the queen has been through enough, you know, with various members of her, her family that she doesn't need this as well. You know, I mean, she's 96, bless her heart.
2: So have you been seeing any of the lesser royals too, like uh, her niece or? Yes, we saw Princess Eugenie was there today
3: service um uh Zara Tindall was there uh so we saw a few I don't I can't to be honest I can't remember if they were at Trooping the Color you know when you're when you're standing there covering an event like Trooping the Color and your sole goal is to get the picture of of Kate Middleton what she's wearing or to see William on that horse you know on his way to Horse Guards Parade I think that you know everything else just kind of blurs so I, you know, what stood out to me yesterday was Prince Charles, uh, Prince William on their horses, along with the Princess Royal, and then seeing uh, the Duchess of Cambridge ride by on her horse. And that was, you know, along with the Duchess of Cornwall. And that was pretty fantastic. So there were some royals that were carried uh, there in cars. So maybe some of the, the lesser known royals might have been to, you know, traveled to the horse guards parade that way.
2: Do you think that, uh, like, when they were trying to push that narrative or gossip about, oh, they drugged Prince William's horse or whatnot, do you think they're just trying to find some sort of grain of of scandal in all of this?
3: Oh, I didn't hear that. Tell me about it.
2: So when he was in the parade the other day and, you know, he was wearing the, I think it's the palace guard with the, you know, the tall black. Yes. Uh, his horse... As they're walking through, he's, he was pretty docile, but he kept his head down. So they were running articles saying that people had said that the horse had possibly been drugged or in pain in order to make him more docile. Oh, that's interesting. I I have, we hadn't heard that at least not
3: on this side. We hadn't the funny thing, watching the playback this morning, I remarked on that with Charles's horse. Cause I, I, we were watching BBC news and I thought, what's the matter with Charles's horse? Cause it was Charles at the head of that group, you know, in the, in the parade. And I, and I thought his horse looked a little sluggish. So it's funny that they thought it was Prince William's horse. If something happened to you. no, but wait, we had,
1: it looked, it looked like. Did it look like one of those uh, mule horse mixtures that you find at those ride-along places? <laughs> yeah, very, very slow. I was like, wow, he's jet-lagged, he's oh as, my jet-lagged God. as I am. Is there any truth to the matter of Harry just hanging out with like Mike Tyndall and all those guys and not really hanging with his brother? Uh, well, it was interesting that they were not seated together today at St. Paul's
3: Cathedral for the service. They were seated across from them. And uh, word had it was there wasn't a lot of interaction between the Sussexes and the Cambridges. let the sparks fly. So the drama continues. Anything else, Carrie?
2: No, I think that's kind of it for me. I just wanted to hear about the overall. I wonder, I mean, I think there's a lot more crowds that turned out and whatnot. So that's been exciting to see. And I, I think that the queen definitely looked the happiest I've seen her in a long time. You know, bless her heart. She's
3: 96 years old. You know, she is having mobility issues. And so in an abundance of caution, I'm sure they had her hold back from today's festivities, but it's interesting. I'm supposed to attend the uh, Jubilee race at Epsom Downs tomorrow and uh, she she never misses a horse race. So everyone's just waiting to see if she'll be attending that. Wow! Uh, And then of course we're staying, we're actually staying through to Royal Ascot on the 16th. So she never misses Ascot, so we're hoping that she's going to be there as well. But you know, oh the, her faith is very important to her, and you know, so this was a big deal that she didn't attend today. So you know, we all we all hope. Did she meet Lilibet? Yes, we did hear. We heard that she met Lilibet. It was in private. We also heard there was a rumor that Lilibet might be baptized while they're in the UK, and while it can be done with the Queen's presence. Uh, so. None of that has been confirmed, but that's what we
1: hear. Is that a ploy to stay in the will or do you think that's genuine? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I'm one of those people that's like, you know,
3: you didn't want any of this. So you shouldn't be on the balcony. You shouldn't have your titles. You didn't want any of this, you know, so go to L.A. and live your regular, you know, peasant <laughs> lifestyle in your $10 million house, <laughs> you know, because you didn't want any of the royal thing. And I'm looking at them today, and this amazing, you know, well, of course, it looks on the outside, it looks like an amazing world to us, right? But you just think you you didn't want any of this. You walked away from it. So, you know, I I don't know. I, I find it hard to sort of, you know, understand the, uh, you know, we don't want any part of the working part of, you know, the restrictions of being a working royal. But like we kind of want the perks. So that that falls into the category of, you know, wanting your cake and eating it too.
2: Harry looked terrible today. I saw pictures of him at the mass. Maybe it's jet lag, but he looked terrible. Maybe.
3: <laughs> I didn't see close-up pictures. And to be honest, I didn't see close-up pictures of her. She got, she got out of the car and went up so quickly. And where we were positioned, I didn't get a great clear close-up shot so i'll have to look at the uh, photos later on today when they're published oh here
1: comes tea oh well <laughs> that's this. our cue Marlies. thank you so much for reporting live from london well actually it won't be live when we edit it but uh we have you on the phone live it's not like we're doing a recap after you've got
3: <laughs> well back. thank you so much and i'm so glad that i was able to give you a, bit, a little bit of color of what's going on here in london
4: this is the scene on the balcony the Queen marking her 70th year on the throne, an unprecedented platinum jubilee, and surrounded by her close family, but not all the close family, working members of the royal family, something new uh, this year. You can see there uh, the Duchess of Cambridge to one side, and also Prince Charles, who will be next king alongside her. He represented her in the last hour at a military parade. At the first time he's done so, this is all part of the wider transition. And we're about to see a fly pass of 70 aircraft, each aircraft representing a year in the Queen's reign. We weren't sure if the crowd would be allowed right up to Buckingham Palace. But for her to see all of her subjects cheering for her, it's an assertion really of her you know, heartfelt position at the centre of British culture. Emily Nash is with me, royal commentator. I mean, it's a big old fly pass. It's go, going to go on for a few minutes. It's
1: about to get very, very loud as well, Max. But yes, we are going to see 70 aircraft. And as you say, dating right back to the wartime years of which the Queen played a part in, you know. So for her, this is a real moment of reflecting on, on this. It's something she's done pretty much every year of her reign.
4: Uh, she looks really well, Bianca. Doesn't she? Bianca Nobolo's with me as well. There they are, uh, the kids as well. Louis is waving madly. The helicopters. What a moment for him. He's the youngest of the Cambridge children and uh, they're looking out there and seeing what the future holds for them. A whole lifetime of royal engagements ahead for them and for George in particular, knowing that he'll be king. Charles, to the left of the Queen, will be the next king. We've seen so many optics about his transition in the primary role. But still, this is really, isn't it, Bianca, wouldn't you say, looking back on the Queen's reign and celebrating all the positive parts to it.
0: Chill darling
2: still too early to go to tiffany's i guess the next best thing is a drink
0: i will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear
1: white and not spill on it
0: All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it, just name it. Ready? One, two, three.
2: Hey, it's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel, because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out Miss Intrigue deedsandintriguepodcast.com, but we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, Accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guest co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie... Misdeeds or intrigue podcast or Larissa have been am now or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and intrigue podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites and/or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.